If you've been around the church for any length of time, you've most likely heard about Lent, the 40-day fast before Easter. And some of us have practiced it, and some of us have, well, not practiced it. But how many of you have ever practiced Eastertide, the 50-day feast following Easter? Here on this podcast, we're going to do just that. For 50 days, we're going to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. My name is Lisa Nichol, and I am your host, and this is the Eastertide podcast from Beside Quiet Waters. He's risen, friends. Welcome back. I hope that you enjoyed your last week of celebration, that somehow in the midst of all that's going on in the world, you were able to celebrate Jesus. And I hope that the weekly guides that I'm sending out are helping. Um, If you haven't gotten one of those guides, you can sign up at BesideQuietWaters.net and they will come weekly to you through Eastertide. So today we're discussing how do we celebrate when things are hard? One of the things that I wrestled with the most when I thought about doing this Eastertide series was who am I to ask you to celebrate? The world feels like it's on fire these days. And granted, if you look back in history, maybe the world was always on fire, but it feels like we've been dealt specific round of blows recently. I mean, if you listed it, we're somewhere hopefully nearing possibly an end, maybe, maybe not, to a pandemic. We are hearing horrific things coming out of Ukraine and what has been done to civilians there. We, um, and if really, if you listen to any other stories out of any of the other international conflicts or civil wars that are going on, it'd be just as heartbreaking. And that's not to mention just the regular things that, you know, diagnosis and mental health and relational breakdowns and the, you know, the deaths of despair, suicide and opioid addiction, overdose, um, homelessness and poverty. And overall, I think that we would say the world is on fire. So what are we supposed to do when there's an actual feast set out in the church calendar, no matter what is going on in the world? Every year around this time for 50 days, we're supposed to celebrate whether we're in the middle of a war, whether everything is great, it doesn't matter. And it seems that for some reason, ancient Christians wanted to put these feasts in. And I think that the reason is that if we didn't have them, we wouldn't do it. Just like we wouldn't fast if someone didn't tell us to do it, because it's not our natural inclination. We don't like to deprive ourselves, but we also find it difficult to indulge and lean into the goodness of life. I think that my approach to celebration really felt as if it was maybe sort of toxic positivity. Um, That, you know, I was just supposed to pretend that nothing bad was happening, and that was the only way to celebrate. Luckily, that isn't the Christian tradition. Throughout the Bible, we can see examples of people really admitting how things are going. Um, Elijah, when he sits down and decides that he just tells God to kill him. Um, We have the prophets. I mean, Jeremiah is basically all lamentation. I always feel very badly for Jeremiah. Um, Psalms full of lamenting psalms. Um, Even Jesus, we see him sweating blood. We see him um, mourn over Jerusalem. We see him weep at Lazarus's tomb. Like this is real stuff. This is the brokenness of the world being observed by regular everyday humans. And so in no way am I asking you in this time and in this 50-day feast to pretend that everything is great. 
Because actually, if everything was great, Jesus wouldn't need to have come. But what this tradition of feasting is asking of us is that amidst all that's going on, no matter how difficult, is to focus our minds and celebrate that God is good and to celebrate the new life, the life that he's given us here on earth. For any of you who have followed my blog a little bit, you'll know that for the last decade I've been on a medical journey, and I seem to be sort of coming out of it now. It started with um, experiencing postpartum anxiety and depression with my first child, um, finding out that I had iron deficiency anemia, which resulted in lots of iron infusions and IVs, and I'm not what they call a good stick. I don't take IVs well, and so it was often four or five attempts at an IV, and I was doing that every eight weeks, um, let alone all these. There's a lot of other um, symptoms that go along with that, um, and then also dealing with chronic pain from endometriosis. All the while, homeschooling three little kids, raising them, birthing them, not quite in that order, and if anybody had told me during that time that I should celebrate, I would have probably told them to stuff it. And I can remember at some point during that time finding the writings of Anne Voskamp and how much she talked about thankfulness and the practice of thankfulness. And I started doing it. And I have to admit, I couldn't think of anything I was thankful for. I could only think, like if you look at my journals from the beginning of my gratefulness journey, um, they're just things I think I should be thankful for. Like I should be thankful that I have a house that's warm and that I'm not homeless. And I should be thankful that I have a nice husband and I should be thankful that I've had three kids. But the truth is, is that during that time, my own heart had become anemic because I wasn't celebrating ever. I was just getting, putting my head down and getting through. And maybe for you, that feels like the season that you're in where things feel really difficult and hard and unbearable and any thankfulness that you have feels fake. But the way I began to understand thankfulness and celebration, even when things were difficult, was that beautiful little turn of phrase that C.S. Lewis has Aslan say in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, where he says, yes, you know, um, I died, but there is also a deeper magic at work. And the deeper magic that we're celebrating in Eastertide is that Jesus is resurrected from the dead. And we have been offered new life. And there is goodness in this world. And we are trying to see it. We are working and disciplining ourselves to see it, whether or not we feel it in our bones. And I know that in the middle of difficult circumstances, sometimes it's even hard to see it. But I think that over these 50 days, if you can look and find even just one thing, like maybe it's just flowers when you walk into a grocery store, or maybe it's just the fact that your fingers can move back and forth, um, that we can celebrate the goodness of God, even just in those small. Dallas Willard, when he's talking about celebration, says this, but this world is radically unsuited to the heart of the human person, and the suffering and terror of life will not be removed no matter how spiritual we become. It is because of this that a healthy faith before God cannot be built and maintained without heartfelt celebration of his greatness and goodness to us in the midst 
of our suffering and terror. There is a time to weep and a time to laugh and a time to mourn and a time to dance. It is the act and discipline of faith to seize the season and embrace it for what it is, including the season of enjoyment. It's hard for me to describe how much practice I need in this area. Even as I'm doing this, I'm thinking, this is ridiculous that I'm doing this because I can tend to feel the heaviness of the world. But I'm glad that we're doing this and trying it. And I think that as we make this space, that God will be faithful to fill it. He always is. No matter what we do in our life, the best thing that we can do is to build the forms, make the spaces, and wait for God to fill. So how do we celebrate when things are hard? The first thing we're going to do is we're going to pray. And we're going to confess. And we're going to ask for forgiveness. And we're going to ask for God to open our eyes to the beauty of him and the goodness and the understanding of how his resurrection has changed our life. Celebrating is going to involve keeping a thankfulness journal. For 50 days, if you can write down three things that you're thankful for every day, either three things that happened in the last 24 hours, three things you're noticing right in front of you at this moment, and start to work those muscles The Bible talks about the fact that we should thank God even in our trials because it increases the hope of our salvation. And so as we pray and we ask God for his Holy Spirit, we ask for him to show us what we can be thankful for, um, we will be changed and the hope of our salvation will be increased. And then finally, we try and indulge a little bit over 50 days. Now, Dallas Willard says that we have to balance this. We can't celebrate all the time like this, but we can indulge a little bit. Buy yourself a few treats. Um, do something that, you know, is pleasing. Laugh, dance, like find a good movie that always makes you laugh. Dance with your kids or your spouse or with your friends or by yourself. Um You know, read good books, read comforting books, read stories that are beautiful and wonderful. And then get up every morning and live within the circumstances that are also real for you with the strength that celebration will provide. I know it seems really counterintuitive, especially when you're going through a difficult time to try and celebrate. And sometimes it's hard. And that's why I'm trying to send out some of these emails just to even give suggestions to help you. And maybe it'll just feel like you're going through the motions, but so much of prayer life and reading the Bible and tithing and all these other spiritual disciplines, so many times we're just going through the motions with those two. So don't be afraid to sort of feel your celebration to be disingenuous. I think that as you do it, you will find that you discover joy. And um, Gary Hagen says that joy is the oxygen for doing hard things. So may you find joy amidst your difficult circumstances and may you know a new way to celebrate. So I will leave you with your journal prompt and that is, you guessed it, a thankfulness journal. For the next 50 days, if you can find a piece of paper or in your journal or someplace to write down three things that you're thankful for every day. And honestly, You could just write down you're thankful for Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God. That will be enough. You could probably write it down for the whole 50 days, and God would do beautiful work in your heart with that. All right. Have a lovely day, and he is risen.